You're listening to the Los Rotos podcast with Vanessa Scaduto. Vanessa Scaduto. Produced by Upside Down Creative Media. Upside Down Creative Media. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to Los Rotos podcast. I'm your host, Vanessa Scaduto. Today I have my, my guest here, Jamar Torrance. Hi, I'm Jamar. What's up, Jamar? How hey, are you dude, doing today? What's up? What's yeah, up, you doing good? I'm doing pretty good. How was your drive here? It was pretty sick. It was just, uh, I was low on gas, so I had to steal gas from my uh, uncles. Uh, <laughs> you know those tiny little gas uh, containers for lawnmowers and stuff? Yeah. I took all the gas out of there. <laughs> Only three bucks worth of gas, so. Let's hope you didn't mix anything into that gas, because right? some people do <laughs> for their lawnmowers. I've asked them previously twice, was like, any oil in here? Is it diesel? He was like, no, it's just pure gas. So. You know, I'm not going to lie. I've done that, too, but I, I was do. also in my early 20s when I did that. <laughs> do, do it. But, I, but listen, I yeah. appreciate you being here on time. I appreciate you stealing uh, gas just to get here on time. I was I so proud it, of I you. I borrowed it, son. Okay, borrowed. I, yeah. Do you have the little gas container in your car to fill it up for no. him? So you stole it. I stole um, it. You definitely, you definitely stole it. So what I want to talk to you about, though, is like uh, give us a little background, you know, of yourself. Like when did you start comedy? Uh, I don't really remember. I know I've been doing it for like seven years. But I don't actually remember because when I first started, I quit for like a year and then I came back and I wasn't really good. So I didn't really keep up with like any important dates or anything. Mm -hmm. So what I can be think of 2015 is when I was officially telling people I did stand up. Okay. So, I well, I met you at least three years ago now. Three yeah, or four probably. years ago? Four years ago, I've met you. Yeah. I know those time. the time has fl flown by, man. Let me tell you. I, <laughs> that's right. We're in 2022. So when I moved back from California, I remember I went and saw um, an open mic. This was my first time coming back and like really checking out like to see what the scene was here. Because California is completely different in some ways. And also very similar in some ways, too. Um, but I remember I saw you at Dahlia's and I was like, yo, this this guy's funny. Mm -hmm. I did. I thought you were really funny because your ideas were off the wall. Like, um, you, you're a good storyteller. Oh, okay. I Sweet. think, yeah, I think that honestly, most comics are great storytellers, you know? Um, at least the good ones are great storytellers. It's not just like punchline after punchline. So that was the first thing I thought, but I didn't know you were doing it for that long. Yeah. I was bombing for like, ever. I'm still, I'm still bombing, always bombing. You're not necessarily bombing. I think sometimes it's the enunciation. People don't hear every word you're saying, and that gets lost in translation. No, it's the best when everyone hears exactly what I'm saying, and they're like, that's not funny. And they start <laughs> just breaking down what I'm saying. But that's not they're deconstructing my jokes. I'm like, okay, at least you understand the jokes. Is that what they tell? Who tells you that? That it's not funny? No, from the like, oh, not the laughing. response yeah, of the, oh. not laughing. It's what I'm saying audibly what I said back to them. Like, do you no. don't, you don't think it's maybe because we're in the South and some of your jokes are a little, a little, um, controversial, dude. maybe? My jokes are pro everything, dude. It's pro life. It's pro, <laughs> it's pro, uh, pro abortion. Yeah, pro abortion, pro life. It's pro infinity. You know? <laughs> it's pro infinity. Pro, yeah. You're like Thanos or something in this, this universe where exactly. <laughs> You're exactly. like, I'm just going to fucking kill them all, bro. <laughs> just, yeah, I'm going to go after everybody and talk very silly. Hopefully people will realize, oh, this guy, is, he's a he's a bumpkin. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He's a bumpkin. Well, yeah. like, so here, let me ask you something then. Like, well, what, what made you start to want to do comedy? Like, what made you, <laughs> like, go and look for an open mic even? So you even, like, 
You know what I mean? What made you first get that passion? Fun fact, I did not look for the open mic. I happened to, at the time I had no friends. Uh, I had friends, but then they moved away. And it's so hard to keep up with people, especially when they don't do anything. I did absolutely nothing. Yeah, it's very true. So <laughs> yes, just, that's usually how it works. <laughs> I didn't have any friends. And then so I would just go to um, Rain Dogs. Okay. Rain Dogs every week by myself. And on Mondays, they had a thing called uh, Trivia. Not thing called Trivia. It was called the Rain Dogs Trivia. And they were comedy afterwards. Okay. You start seeing the same exact people every single day. And you're like, huh. So you go back there. Of course, I like comedy. But probably like you know, I thought everyone liked comedy. Yeah, I've learned that a lot. Of, that That's not true, which is so weird to me too. But yeah, there are some weird people who don't like comedy. Yeah. Yeah. There's, they like different kinds of shades of whatever. The office to them appeals very good. Uh, fucking friends. But those are sitcoms. I mean, they're comedy, but they're not stand-up comedy there are people who will put friends above like um i don't know actual legitimate comedy shows like the simpsons that put friends above uh all the family or like South Park. yeah people think friends just gonna uh spring not springfield seinfeld seinfeld yeah. i was like i thought you were gonna say seinfeld. but boom, see boom, but boom. seinfeld to me was pretty hilarious though i think yeah. their writing was a little bit more creative but it was just a bunch of white people you know <laughs> i mean it, it's one view of you know somebody's life in new york city it's not necessarily a good expose of some like of all people in new york city well maybe it was it was a big hit dude i mean now what's more friends uh i mean what's more new york Sprint, uh, Seinfeld or Friends? Seinfeld. No, Friends right now is way more New York. But so white people, not a bad thing. And no, coffee I was shops. just like, have you heard the news about New York? It's going back to the 70s, bro. It's Fear City oh. again. Woo. People just getting robbed and held up by gunpoint. And guess fun. what? They all go to jail one night and they're released. Oh, yeah, they're they're not be. keeping them. Yeah, they should be, man, because you got evidence. <laughs> No, this I literally just heard somebody recently posted that um, this guy held up a coffee shop broad daylight. They didn't the cops didn't even bother coming because they're like, we're just going to release him the next day. It's like, what? He used a weapon like it wasn't even like he pretended to threaten them like with a fake gun, like bro, just straight up, you know, and it's to proven guilty. Yeah, but you got to be proven guilty if, if with people with officials, you know what no, I mean? Like, that's the only uh, I got innocent. There's no evidence against them okay. right now. Well, besides that, it's going back to Fear City is what I'm saying. So it's no friends. Okay. It's no friends anymore. And also that was weird. That was just what? a weird show. Cause I don't, I never pictured New York as friendly as that. <laughs> I mean, I'm from New York. I mean, I'm telling you right now, New York was never like, I don't know. It was just nobody in a coffee shop is, I don't know. It just seemed, it didn't seem realistic to me. Probably not. But yeah, that's kind of the thing. I didn't have any friends. And I just started doing stand up. Uh, it just happened to be there, and I just bombed for like fucking years, dude. So you just started doing it because you wanted friends, uh, or you've always liked comedy. You just—I think it's like a amalgamation of both. Okay. I just started, and then you know, keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it, and then little by little, you meet people. Little by little, people are like, "Hey, do that kind of thing." You know, it was becoming interesting instead of uh, just not interesting, which is always a thing that happened. So you thought you weren't interesting before this, before you started doing comedy, or now you have something to talk about, you mean, oh. like with people, like you're like, ah, I do comedy, I'm creative, or... No, 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 I don't think I'm creative. But no, I, you know, you don't, you don't really have, I don't like reading books. Uh, I like going outside, I like smoking weed, I like just chilling with the homies, hey homies. But, 
<laughs> yeah, that was basically it. And then, so, of course, it's not really appealing to people, especially when they're like, what do you want to do today? And you're like, whatever you want to do today. And that become that can become overwhelming. And then, so, you know, and now it's not the point anymore. Now I have some really great uh, love people, some loved ones that I can call that. So that's really fun. Yeah, I have to say, like, it is, it is a special community, comics. Like, I would say we are a very diverse group, as my father put it. A white man. <laughs> We're very diverse, he said. Um, but he meant that in the most like uh, complimentary way, because I don't think everybody lives their life like that. Like they may be posting some stuff, but like, do you actually have black friends you invite over to your house or are you just take a picture at work? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. let's let's be real about it. Um, Dude, there, work, black friends are real friends. If you hang out with them outside of work, Dude, like no, it, like at your house, maybe. But. I'm telling you, look, there's a book called How to Make Friends with Black People. <laughs> I'm dead serious. And actually, I should, I should, let me, let me. Uh, Don't reference that book. It looks probably No, awful. it's written by a black comedian. <laughs> Hold on. I, it's a, no, it's a great read. He's trying to troll you whiteies. He's like, go there, say, say hey. No, my black friend who bought it, uh, he told me I didn't need to read it. Because I already am friends with black people, but I told him I still want to read it and I read it. It was hilarious. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I think everybody should read it because he points Do out. read this book. Read this book. <laughs> read this fucking book. Okay. Um, which, of course, my, my uh, internet's not working on, on my, um, my laptop, but let me, let me pull it up here. Uh, you just want to become friends with people, become friends with people. I think it's a, there's no like real manuscript to do it. It's like they kind of think about how to pick up ch ladies or chicks or bitches. You just go there and talk to them. He's like, hey, how are you doing? You finally have something in common. And then something happens from there. There's no like code to pick up ladies, no code to pick up black friends. Okay, it's Making Friends with Black People by Nick Adams. Okay, listen, all I'm saying is in there, yeah. he, he brings up issues where white people think they're friends with black people, but they're not really friends with them. Yeah. It's not that they're, I'm not saying that these white people are somehow like racist or anything like that, but they think that that's enough, you know, like that's not, but that's not true friendship. But anyway, I'm glad you found friends. Uh, <laughs> I'm not saying, I'm the, God, I don't even know where that yeah. was going, but. Yeah. Yeah. No, but that's cool. I really didn't. I didn't know that about you. I thought we were closer friends. Like I didn't know that. That I mean, like that you didn't feel like you had friends before. I, I just always thought you were just friends with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have friends before, but that's okay. Hell yeah! And that's how I started doing comedy. And then you keep going, keep going different open mics, meeting new people. I met you. I mean, uh, shout out to Ted, Taylor's. Yeah. Homie Ted. And yeah, dude, that's kind of what it is. We will have Ted on. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I really didn't know that. That's interesting, though. I remember you because you were the hot lady who was to come in and just oh, sit there you. and just like be very, very quiet. Thank you. And just, <laughs> Laugh like, ah, and then just leave. And I was like, who's this hot lady? And I remember you probably, because this is my memory, so it's probably skewed. I remember you saying uh, fucking Stephen was funny. I remember you said Trevor was funny. Not me at first, because I was a bomb. And then little, you'd be like, oh, Jamar, you're pretty funny too, after a little bit. But because of me being like, who the fuck is she? How come she's not saying I'm funny? <laughs> I don't know if that was the case, though. I don't, I don't have that memory, but you could have that memory. I mean, right. well, totally now, I, now that I'm doing, you know, I try, you know, to go out more often, I understand your feeling. Like, I know that 
I don't, I don't get any real, no comics really give me that much feedback. Some, when they do, I appreciate it because that means they actually are listening or they were interested in what I was saying. So no, I, I get what you're saying though. If I never said it, but I wasn't a comic. I was just some audience member at the time, but I was just kind of getting to know all you. Marcus was the first one to like kind of talk to me or whatever. Um, uh, Marcus Crespo, he'll be on here too, but uh, he was like the first one to kind of talk to me about it. and. I think he, he, he pushed me more. You pushed me too to go on stage because you guys kept, you know, I eventually became friends with all you guys outside of it and just started showing up to everything pretty much. Yeah, I just want to say it. And maybe I didn't have friends. I mean, I had friends, but I actually would ditch my friends to go see comedy. Like I'd go by myself because none of them really, they didn't seem like they got it. You know what I mean? Like they didn't, I don't know. I guess it's this weird passion we have. Like maybe it's all the trauma. <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, cause we, there's a couple, there's one or two comics that I've met that go, I'm not traumatized. I'm not this. But then last night, one of them was talking to Chance and was semi omitting. Like, he's like, oh, well, I'm not perfect. I'm like, why do you then try to step to us comics? Like you're better than us then. Like, why do you not tell us? I was like, oh, you're here. You are talking to my, you know, my partner who's covered in tattoos, admitting some of your trauma. I don't know if he was afraid of the tattoos and he felt like he had to admit he was also slightly fucked up. I don't know. But all of a sudden he was just, you know, like, oh, I'm fine, which, you know, if I get him on here, I'm going to fucking bring that up because I didn't bring it up in this situation because I was like, this is a this is a comic conversation I'll have to have with him. Well, no, I think it's like one of those things you have first world older. Who are you know? Do you have any friends in their fifties and forties? Yeah. Who still been their parents? And you're like, okay, dude, now it's our, our lady, get over it now. <laughs> yeah. Now the real world's here, and they fucked you up, but you gotta get over it. Right. And there are some people who got over it, and to them, bringing it up, even though it's healthy sometimes. Right. Oh no, I'm just, I'm fine. I mean, some people like that who are just like, fuck it, that happened. Amy, some people who live in that kind of thing, because it's it's important to. Feel it, but then also get over it. Yeah, but I don't know if pushing it away helps. You know what I mean? Like, Ooh, yes, it does. If, does it really? I yeah. feel like I don't know. I I feel like it has to be addressed. But you're also right. There has to be a balance to it because if you live that like martyr or victim or whatever, then you're going to perpetuate that in other relationships and project that shit out into the real world for sure. But I know that my dad, like, he just visited. And like, I feel like we go over things all the time about what happened, but also he's the only parent I can talk to. Like my mom, I can't address stuff with her. It's always an argument or whatever. I mean, how are, how are your conversations with your parents? I mean, I know, <laughs> I know a little bit, but I don't know how much you want to share with everybody, but I know you love your mom. Yeah. Mom's cool. Mom's cool. Uh, yeah. A lot of turmoil, I can say, but Here's what it is. Like, my father, he wasn't in my life a lot. So, yeah, growing up was kind of hard. I was homeless. Oh, me too, dog. That was me pretty too. funny. <laughs> me too. Yeah, so it's always really funny when I talk to people about uh, hard living because I don't live in a world that's actually real to me. Because right. I should be homeless. I should be, yeah, I shouldn't have anything right now. But for some sort of reason, I do have these things. And it's through the hard work of others. You know, so I'm always like, hmm, 
This is super interesting because I should be feeling, you know, a lot more uh, the tightening grip of life, the vice, if you will. But does that give you more motivation to do more because you have more opportunity now that no. you didn't realize? So before, this is like a little thing about me. I was always uh, on a schedule. I was always someone else's time. And it wasn't until recently, like 28 years old, where I became free and I have literally no restrictions for me. And my response to that is to be a piece of shit. So I really love <laughs> I really like like doing drugs, doing nothing. <laughs> Before I was trying to do all these kind of stuff, trying to be like you know, avoid this. But now it's fun, and you know, just being a piece of shit. You're saying yeah, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, fun, yeah, 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 but, yeah. but I don't think you are a piece of shit. I don't know. I mean, like, interesting. I, well, I don't because I get it because you know I ha I have been out of work for a year, you know, but I I went back to school to try. I to, am gainfully employed. I am not gainfully employed. <laughs> I am not. I need a job. Okay, I need one. Like yesterday. No, um, I do have an interview Monday, so yeah. we'll see. Hopefully they don't watch podcasts or anything. Um, but no. So I, I like, I get it though. Like, cause there's a part of me that doesn't want to do anything. Like, why am I even existing kind of thing? Mm, yeah. You know, but then that gets kind of in the depressed area where oh. you're like, what does that actually mean? But then there's a part of you that's like, w w what if I do nothing? Like what, is it going to change anything? Is it, but I do find life more fruitful when I'm doing more creative things and doing stand up and seeing you guys and like having that camaraderie. Like I don't even go out to hang out with anybody anymore unless it's the comics. Like I don't really, I don't really have, um, I have less of a life now when, yeah, I, when I got more serious about comedy than before, but it's like, I still feel like I'm still not fully in, in it when I need to be more, you know, involved in it. Uh, no, it's a trap, son. It's all a trap. Is it though? Yeah, yeah, all of it. See, I, I, I think of it like this: everything is a cult, everything is a trap. But it's good. It's good because certain things build us up as people. So I'm like, you know, if you do it's like brands or a cult, but even like, what do you like? What do you prefer? So if you prefer, I don't know, um, parks. There's a whole system between keeping parks clean from volunteering to forced labor. Sometimes people are um, incarcerated uh, to people just volunteering. And, you know, uh, also, what's the other I'm looking for? Uh, jobs. So, you know, or if you like going to uh, movie theaters, it's a whole uh, kind of feel of like you go in there, you buy these really expensive uh, snacks to go see this movie that's taking a year or so to, and you get immersed in the world. Everything's kind of a cult, but it's also good. You know, getting lost in the system isn't a bad thing. What happens is people tend to think of themselves as Neo and think they're above the fray. No, listen to the fray, let it consume you, let it become you. It's all, it's all okay. Okay, listen, time out, okay? Did you see the new Matrix? I loved it, yeah. You loved it? I fucking loved it. All right, it. this is going to be spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. And our producer, Marshall, just cheered. So I don't know if he he just did a fist thing. So I don't know if he liked it, too. I loved it. Hated it. It was great. It Hated was, it. Was it. Phenomenal. People are babies. They made, a, they made the video game just shots of the movie, the first one. Yeah. Like, it was just very... I, didn't, I don't think it was well done there were some really corny cheesy areas i just i don't know i didn't understand i mean i think keanu is a beautiful man and i would love seeing him in anything but he just seemed very old in this movie for some reason yeah he's almost 60 but he he doesn't but it was funny because when they were in the matrix like you know he's supposed to be fighting the new morpheus or whatever spoiler alert again i'm sorry if you haven't seen this Fast forward in a few minutes, okay? Or just don't bother because it's a waste of time. But uh, personal opinion, hot take. They like it. Um, but basically, 
he like he's in the matrix why is he getting up on his knee using his hand like he could just pop up like he did in 19 when did the first movie come out 90 99 right 99 just before i got knocked up this is one of the issues of why liam neeson was still killing dogs when he was 71 years old <laughs> people don't want or he was a truck driver on ice <laughs> yeah, he was ice road trucker he was getting his daughter back from the taliban i guess he was able because people don't want to see grace they want to they don't see uh get old gracefully they want to see you still be young to keep up the rigmarole to me, what the Matrix represented now are the two, um, I guess, dichotomies, I'm using that word right, and movie making where you have the Spider-Man movie, which I also love, and you have this one, where the Spider-Man was just a lot of, remember Spider-Man? Remember Tony McGuire? Remember Andrew Garfield? Remember when uh, Gwen Stacy fell? Yeah, but, spo- see, spoiler alert. but don't you feel like, yeah, lots of spoiler alerts. Um, don't you feel like, though, they're just re- trying to redo things and redo things because they can't come up with any other better idea? That's what The Matrix is all about. But no, but the the whole point is we're in The Matrix. <laughs> I don't need to be reminded that I'm in The Matrix of In The Matrix of In The Matrix. What mm-hmm. if that movie was to say that it's not even really happening that's still in our heads? Ah, you know what I mean? Like, But that's your interpretation of it. I think... For me personally, the, the fourth one was about everyone's interpretation of the Matrix is right because it's what it is. It's interpretation of whatever you think it is. I mean, there's a lot of... Yeah, from your perspective, I guess it yeah. could be. Yeah, if I was Ed Gein and I, I started wearing women's... If you guys don't know, Ed Gein was a serial killer who killed a bunch of women and then um, did leather work with their skin. That's where they got le- the... Who's the guy who killed Lennon? Uh, that was John Mc- John Kin- McKinley? McKinley? Probably. Mc- something know. like that. But like, you know, he read Catching the Rye and thought, kill John Lennon. It's not what it's about. It's about, you know, uh, the loss of innocence. Yeah, but he also was like obsessed with Jodie Foster and stuff. There was a whole thing about that. No, no, that's Reagan. Oh, no, that's Reagan. Reagan I'm sorry. Gosh, I'm getting all kinds of. Listen, white men, what you're saying is white men are scary. Dude, no, dude, white ladies are scary, dude. White ladies are... No, but anyway, Ed Gein, he wore women's skin and stuff. And you're saying that was just his reality. Uh, no, no, I'm saying, I'm saying more of the guy who killed, no, not the guy who killed, the guy who killed Lennon, where it's, the loss of innocence to him was the fact that the Beatles were becoming more adult, they were experiencing, experimenting with drugs, they were, they were telling you about this, they're telling you about the loss of their innocence, and he turned and read this book, and the only thing that compelled him to keep going was the fact that he must encapsulate them as a single thing. She had to stop them from amazing, stop them from being bad people, stop them from, because they were always going to be the younger version of what he wanted, which is very interesting. But I think people need to grow up. And I think when the Matrix is talking about it, it's just like, whatever you like about the Matrix, you can take it and you can have it and it's yours. Either if you're a lady or a person, not a lady, a person, but if you're an individual who has... Uh, Even if you're a lady. <laughs> yeah. If you're a person who's like trans and think of it as like a, a beckoning to be yourself, if think you're a man who's like, Neo's trying to break from the system, that's okay. But then to keep wanting that and to keep being like, no, man, talk about the allegory of the cave, it becomes ridiculous at some point to be like, okay, you got three of them. They were all this thing. Now it's time to let go. Now this can have, you know, spoiler alert, uh, two. I mean, the whole thing about breaking free officially in the movie storyline. So when also Neo broke free, Trinity broke free. Because remember, he didn't think he was the one. But Trinity knew he was going to be follow up the one. So in that case, he wouldn't have been the one without Trinity. To me, it's a great love story. It closes it back to what it eventually is. So... 
obviously they're trying to make an, another one after that because they have to somehow go get Trinity, right? That's what I saw when I saw that and that she moved her little fingers or whatever. <laughs> another spoiler alert. Um, but like, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I feel like we're just, just keep digging this thing that doesn't need to be brought up again. But I, I don't know how we went that far down a rabbit hole when I was just asking about, but that's probably my fault. I always do that. I always go off on tangents. You know what's funny though? What? Uh, all the original movies are straight DVD. If you want to see the original content, go right to the DVD section. It's all bullshit. If you want to see big blockbuster movies, go see the third or fourth installment of your favorite franchise. No one's rushing to the bargain band to see, oh, what's this movie about? I know. I mean, but... I don't know, man. Have you felt like there was, well, you you obviously like The Matrix, but was there another movie that you thought recently was like so good that you like shared it with people? Like you're like, hey, you guys got to watch this? Uh, probably, but I'm not th- thinking of it right now. Only thing that got me really was, that I can, I'm always constantly telling people about is fucking uh, Furiosa, the fourth Mad Max movie. Oh, that I don't was, know anything. That was good? It was amazing, dude. I mean, I just played, you know, oh, amazing. on PS3, I think it was a game Mad Max. But that was. Uh-huh, yeah. So what about you? What's the last thing you saw? What kind of content are you into right now? Well, <clears throat> uh, a lot, lots of paranormal stuff. Always into paranormal stuff. Okay. I, I didn't really ever get into like horror or gore stuff until I was with my partner now because, you know, him being an artist, he loves like that kind of, because it's more than just, you know, gory stuff it's actually art like they have to create it and like you know create whatever monster they're doing so there's a lot of art behind it so I started appreciating it more understanding like what the artists have to do to make it look that way um but I I don't I don't tend to like to watch those movies by myself like if content we like like music uh books anything like you're following on IG Facebook no, I mean, I st- like I still mostly listen to hip hop, which is funny because people don't uh, picture me as that person. But that's literally like I've been just listening to some old school woo stuff like um, some Ghostface Killer, um, some Cypress Hill. I've listened to a lot of Kodak recently. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude, Kodak is. He's a, I haven't he's a fe- really he's a listened to him in a while. He's amazing. But where's he originally from? Like, where's he from? I can't remember. I'm pretty sure he's from Miami, but I think he's like either Haitian, he's from Haiti. That's or- what I thought. I thought he was like South Florida or something, but I couldn't. It's weird because it's like you would think I'd be more into like the South rap stuff, but I'm not. I'm either West Coast or New York East Coast. You yeah, know, that's stuff. what we prefer. Well, I grew up during the hip hop era in New York City, so I was kind of lucky. Like my brother got like bootleg tapes from Wu-Tang before they even made it big. So we were listening to them. And I remember when um, we first moved to Miami, my brother was probably like, he had to be like 15 or 16 like that. So he had one of those tapes and he let his friends listen to it. And they're like, oh, that's whack, this and that. And then 36 Chambers comes out all of a sudden, oh, now you all want to ride Wu-Tang's dick, bro. But like we were listening to them like, before, like my dad actually let us listen to NWA. I was like nine years old. My brother's four years older than me. So my brother had the tape and my dad bought it for him. And he would let my brother listen to it out loud. And like, I remember, you know, there's a lyric in there where it's a sound bite and it goes, the world's biggest dick don't matter. Just don't bite it. And I didn't understand as a little girl, like what exactly was going on. But I'd be like, dope man, dope man. Like I'm so little, but like, so I guess 
I I don't know. Our family's kind of, when it came to music, my dad just basically let us listen to anything. I mean, he was listening to Howard Stern in front of us. I don't think. Uh, yeah, Howard Stern good content. He's still good. As a little girl, um, I don't think it's favorable for little girls what we were seeing. That's a question? Yeah. Uh, so do you recently, uh, Billie Eilish did a interview and she said how porn destroyed her kind of viewpoint on relationships, mm-hmm. on her sexual, what she was ready for. And she, was, and she said it was a bad thing to expose so many uh, young people and right. young people being on the internet so much porn, so many yeah. sexual things. You're a person who has a history in, not history in porn, but history in like, what would you call it? Well, it was called the internet judge. So you have to go in and rate stuff video wise and it could be anything. And a lot of it was pornography. Okay. So like in those, do you think there's an oversaturation of like porn to yes. young masses or do you yes. think it's a hundred percent? Yes. Serious? Okay. I think a hundred percent. Yes. I mean, it's, it's, um, I think it's actually pretty devious the way they do it. Like even my dog, the porn industry, the internet, any of the websites, any of the ad, um, advertisements or whatever they do, because it's, it sneaks it in there. So like there was a a good example is my daughter was in elementary school at some point they were searching something on their web browser and you know, they all have filters, you know, especially at school. Well, She's looking up unicorns or like the four dead horsemen because she was she I let her play Red Dead Redemption. And I know a lot of parents probably don't want to let. But I did. I let her play that. And she was only allowed to go around killing the animals like, you know, whatever. But um, like I didn't let her take a prostitute or things like that because it was kind of like GTA in some ways. So but then she was so she's reaching the four horsemen because she wants to draw it on some book report. But the teacher doesn't know. The teacher thinks it's religious. She's looking up. I'm like, no, <laughs> she's trying to find him images of the video game so she can draw them. Well, when you scroll down, she saw a big penis as an advertisement, <laughs> but she didn't know what it was. So she clicks on it. And then it's some old dude having sex with a young girl. Jerking, oh, and yeah. I say young girl. I'm talking about the girl had to be in her 20s. But for a nine, 10 year old. You know, and my mom freaked out because um, she was like, you know, Vanessa, she's looking at something. So I go in there, I open my MacBook and I can go. She tried to close it out, but I can go back and look. And I saw what she was watching. And luckily it wasn't anything heavy, like, but it was definitely. So it wasn't a uh, BTW? She didn't get far into it. It was just started in the beginning of them getting intimate, but it was just some old man screwing some young lady, you know, is that, that was the fetish for it, you know, and like 18 year old girl or whatever, that's what they're trying to run. Right. Still creepy, but she still doesn't know. But I had to explain to her that, you know, and, you know, unfortunately this is just pretend like they're, yes, they are having sex, but not everybody has sex for love, but I projecting it could be love. It was not love, but listen, let me just say what I said to my kid. Okay. So all I did was like, love isn't always like this, you know, sex should be, doesn't mean it's always going to be, but it should be with somebody you care about and trust. And she go, Oh, okay, mom. Now the other stuff, like I would catch her on YouTube trying to, once she saw that she tried looking for it. And, and that's the scary thing is like, I had to go sneak into my dad's room to find a VHS tape. Sorry, dad. Now, you know. And so I had to go and look for it like or one time, I mean, first grade, I brought one of my dad's playboys or hustlers to or maybe it was penthouse. It was one of them. He had multiple. Uh, but, you know, the irony is my father hid those at the bottom of this huge box where all our Halloween costumes were. 
And we were creative kids, so we would sometimes put them on and dress up, and that's how I found them. But it was just, and then I had a dumbass kid try to tell me basically to, dared me to bring it, and I did, and then he ratted on me. You're a fucking rat, David Henson. I still remember you, bro. I still have a scar from when you pushed me up on that Changlin fence, David. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, so David Henson, fucking rat bastard. Yeah, he fucking ratted me out, told the lunch lady, she called my mom. And my mom was so, so embarrassed. I can't believe you did that. But nothing happened. My dad just moved his porn collection somewhere else. I mean, but whatever. Sorry, I didn't mean to go on the tangent. No, no, that's what I actually, because I was always, I was reading some uh, individuals who upset at Billy because they feel like she's pushing the narrative of, of good parenting. And this is one of the things I find with people who do gaming a lot. Because gaming has become a big uh, issue with um, pay-to-play websites and also things that have uh, that push kind of addictive personality when it comes to buying yeah. skins, dance moves, any kind of property. That's they like have. Skyrim, Fortnite, all of them yeah, have like it on fucking steroids. Right, right. It's always been a thing, mm-hmm. and a lot of the parents are complaining like you're building up addicts, you're building up individuals who are stealing credit cards or doing things that are Yeah, I mean, sex crazy. addiction is a real thing. I mean, I know that some people probably boo-hoo it, but I really think it is. It's compulsive. I mean, after a while, because you're training your brain to get an endorphin release from this, and it, it can be compulsive. I mean... Yeah, that's a, no, but they're blaming the parent. They're saying, oh, the individual. But I think it's kind of odd. I think it could be a world where this all exists, where it can be... Uh, society's fault too or I mean what do you mean I mean here's here's what I here's what I think I do think it's up to the parent to keep an eye on what the kid is looking at and whatever that it's nobody's fault you know in the sense of like oh they shouldn't be like I'm for sex workers they can do whatever like but it is my responsibility for my uh parenting like what I do what energy I take to monitor her because it does take a lot of energy now you have to do a lot more things to monitor your kids and but I'm never going to be like I, I there's parts of me that feel for some of these women because I don't necessarily believe all of them would be doing what they're doing, depending on what their life situation what about is. The men? But well, the, the men, I don't know. I don't know their stories either. But I do believe that society gives a pass to men in a lot more ways when they are getting more pussy and this and that. Like it's, you know, it's I mean, we had a president who said he was going to grab somebody by the pussy. And (laughs) most white women Christians ignored that. A lot of women, whatever, whatever, ignored it. Those were the majority of his voters is what I'm saying. So that 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 to me is like where you're you know, you're trying to instill these Christian beliefs, but then you're you're hiring a man who has none of them. You know, he doesn't fall into any of your moral standards. So I, I, you know, he has several divorces. I mean, his ex-wife even on record talks about him raping her. I mean, there's, there's also forgiveness. Is that best virtue? The well, that, virtue? that would be up to his old ex-wife, not him. Forgiveness of what? People forgiving him. Like, Oh, you're, you're good. You're a good virtuous person. Whatever. His wife barely likes him, dude. We see it every time. She loves him. But either way, I don't really care about Trump in the sense. Like, I just thought it was funny. I thought it was ironic. I thought it was, I mean, I kind of miss him sometimes because he would say some funny shit. The one thing, I mean, you may, you may hate Trump, but he's, that guy is fucking funny and he just brings so much content, (laughs) you know, in, in so many ways. I mean, it just, just by you know, his facial features, you know, when he's like, you know, when he makes fun of people, I'm just like, this guy stayed in first grade. Like he's never grown up. He just had a lot of money. No, he's always ruled. Can you imagine this? He's like, what, 81 years old. Can you imagine not rule, keep ruling? 
for that long and never not being that cool. Like, I'm the coolest person here and you're 81 and they want you to stop being cool. You fuck out of here. I don't know, man. I don't, I'm never going to stop being cool. I, I wonder, you know, I think about like what's going to happen when he passes away. Like what will finally be like <laughs> unleashed? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like so many people are just going to release the, like, it's just going to barrel out like just a glacier of fucking information I think it's the Matrix 4 is gonna put him in a pod oh, maybe. <laughs> and rebuild him re- he's just gonna come in another face but he's gonna sound the same and he's gonna yeah. be like listen all the dims like it's just like <laughs> Biden with his like his like here's the deal, man. You know, it's like, he always, here's the deal. And I'm like, why are your eyes so closed? Can you not see the monitor? I don't know. You know, the scene where uh, Trinity and uh, Neo touch each other and then lights explode. It would be like that with Trump and the microphone. They're like, get him away from it. He's like, <laughs> Mexicans. <laughs> How many more minutes we got, Marshall? I'm not. Okay. I just want to make sure because I, I, we could keep going on this stuff, but. Actually, question about yeah. it. Uh, so I had a thought process in my head. I'm going to try to turn to a bit. But you know how they used to say back in the day, if you were a, a person who slept with a lot of people, then your punishment for some reason would be having a lot of uh, daughters. Do you remember that? Well, yeah, it sounds somewhat familiar. And so my thing is like nowadays, I want to turn that into uh, the opposite where there's a lot of sex positive guys who, who I'm calling them creeps. I don't know if they're actually creeps or they're trying to change the way their viewpoints are. They're like, oh no, women can have multiple sexual partners. Women can be like this. And I was waiting for them to have daughters and be like, yeah, put that same shit, dude. Tell your daughter she can like go out there, bust her wide open, and it's okay. Tell her, I want to see that so bad. I want to see these older guys. Well, yeah. Well, here's the thing. Like, I want my daughter to have, like, I want my daughter to have some freedoms. You know, of course, like with her body and everything like that. I'm not going to freak Nick. Well, I just want her to be safe. I don't care really what she does. Honestly, I don't even want to know per se as long as she's safe. Yeah. And also, like, it sucks because it's this weird dichotomy. I grew up in a different time. You know, there was a lot more fear and shame with religion and um, especially having a Latin mom. And then my dad grew up Catholic, but he didn't like necessarily put the religious stuff on us. But there was definitely as a woman, you felt. There was different standards. There was definitely a double standard. Well, I don't think it was that. I think it's the same thing. It's just they didn't call it man's fault. They call it shame and what you call it shame and guilt. So instead of being like, oh no, in the 50s, it's going to be murder and shot. <laughs> but now they're so like, oh no, you're going to be killed. There's no more shame and guilt. They call it what actually is. Oh no, you're going to be like hunted down. Well, I just think like, okay, so so I think there's so many factors involved with people, right? Like, Have you heard about the iPod, the eye tracers, trackers? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's fucking insane. Well, that well that we could go into Neuralink and all that yeah, stuff. What's that I mean, with that? What? What? Is, Do you know what Neuralink is? Oh, is that how you hunt down hot ladies? No, Elon Musk has come up with a device that you insert in your brain that basically will read everything you're seeing. Like it does everything. It's AI, basically. It's in your. Oh. It's in a chip installed in your fucking brain, that's bro. Cool, dude. That's fucking awesome. What? <laughs> You're talking about a GPS tracker and I'm talking about a chip that's installed in your fucking brain. You're like, yeah, that's fucking cool. But isn't the other thing crazy? What do you think glasses glasses are? Glasses are science. You get hip replaced, you knee replaced. That's all science. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But here's here's what's... Here's what's... I think it goes into your cerebral cortex is what I'm saying. badass. This is... This is... What is that show? Black Black Mirror. It, this is Black Mirror shit, dude. Like, well, what if it helps people with cognitive issues? Sure, if that's actually what it's going to be used for. But here's this thing: most because of man's creation, they're just mostly evil, in my opinion. Like, 
and not men in general. I'm talking about man, like mankind, guys. Relax. Um, you that lady who did that, the blood thing? What lady that did the blood thing? Well, I forgot her name. She, she deepened her voice and was like, oh, I, you remember that? A couple of years ago, she was tr- trying to say from a single drop of blood, you could get a uh, history of diabetes, history. Yeah, of, you could. Possibly in the future, but she was saying it was a f- happening that time. And she had like a billion dollars. And then turns and find out that and it's kind of weird because I follow, I watched this uh, documentary. Oh, you're talking about this lady that supposedly, I think, I think if I'm, if I'm thinking of the right person, she supposedly was supposed to be holding on to people's stuff, right? It was like, supposed to be a, a blood thing, but it's a tech business. And f- they were saying from a super drop of blood, they could do all these wonderful things. They wasn't really physically uh, possible, but apparently she didn't do anything really illegal Except for the fact that the shareholders wanted their money back. It's kind of gray area. Well, I think, I think what she did was she lied about her technology. Yeah. But I, the technology exists. It's just she didn't have it or access to it is what I think. And and then I don't even think she had credentials. I think she even lied about her credentials is the yeah, issue. Yeah, I think she lied about her credentials. But, but then I, I don't know, man. There's so many... Fucking evil people. Evil, pe- see, evil people, not evil man. I'm sorry. Back to the. Well, no, I was saying men are evil. And I mean, like mankind. I'm not saying like I wasn't. That's why I said uh, not men. I meant like mankind. I'm saying like once. <laughs> why are we worried about this pronoun? I don't understand what's happening right now. Um, but well, all I'm saying is like once once we put something into work, humans end up fucking it up somehow. We can't have anything nice is what I'm saying. Like people inherently there's going to be the dark and the light, man. Like dark and the light. Like us now. You know what I'm saying? Like there is opposites. There's always going to opposites always exist because that's the universal equation of it. And unfortunately, if the good don't work hard enough to defend from that, that bad or darkness or whatever, shit's going to go awry. You know what I mean? Like it just is. That's just the nature of, of, of the course of it. I mean, I don't think so, but, that's an interesting viewpoint. I don't, I don't think there's a negative or positive. I mean, I, I'm not saying this is what I hope or wish for. I'm saying what I've noticed my whole 40 years of life is that somebody always ends up fucking it up for somebody. <laughs> Seriously. Like I was just watching, um, I think Georgia is having like some serious crackdown on like their DUI stops. Like there was an investigative reporting about it where cops are literally pulling people over and. They can say, well, even if you don't score on the breathalyzer, they can say, we believe you have marijuana in your system or cannabis. They, you know, we have, you have cannabis and they'll be like, I don't smoke, sir. And they're like, sorry, you're going to jail. And you have to wait months and months to get the results of your blood test. They'll come back negative and then they'll dismiss it. But guess what? Now you have an arrest record and all this stuff. So basically they're, they're doing this based off of their opinion, not really a test, nothing there to actually assume. So it's like, and then they'll they'll go to statistics saying, well, 85% of our arrests were accurate. Okay, what about the 15% that you just ruined their lives and now they have an arrest record and now they have this and that or they have to pay thousands of dollars to get an attorney to get this expunged? Like that should have never happened. Yes, that's that's very much true. But also, we can't use those examples because then what about all the other cops who do other things that are terrific? I'm not going to then say, oh, this is why we should help these people. I think this is a person-by-person kind of thing. And it's like— Right, but we, we're awarding them for ruining someone's life. I'm not going to do—there is a standard that the one person that is being affected by this should have a voice. You no, know, I mean, the whole structure thing. That's a person-by-person thing where it's like, yeah, that— 
the person's in charge and letting that happen, doing that. But that's not, you know, that happens in every kind of like way of life, like you were saying earlier. And there are also people who go above and beyond. I think it's more of a neutral balance kind of thing. Like, have you heard about Hearst, dude? No. So they were going out of business and they had like a whole bunch of people leasing their cars or, you know, uh, renting their cars. Right. And the way they were doing was instead of having uh, updated updating their software anytime a paperwork came back that was like miscellaneous they didn't understand it and their car was out what they would do was just flag it stolen and so, and so like something similar to what you were saying so basically they, they were arresting customers who yeah. and that's so funny to me because can, can you imagine that can you imagine I would sue the fuck out of them no but like how would you be arrested though I would show my paperwork. I'd show my license. They were still doing this, but you, you're going to jail. People doing that, and they're still going to jail. But I'm saying, how would you be arrested? Because I'm saying N-words. I'm saying, I'm going to call Jesse Jackson. Nah, I ain't doing that. I ain't doing that. You ain't doing that? I'm doing well, that. Don't say the N-word, period, anyways. Like, I was, I was literally listening to ODB yesterday, and he's like, shame on a, who tried to run game on a, and I and now I can't say the like it, when we were kids we didn't think about it because it, we weren't as conscious we're just it, you know rapping along liking it but now I consciously am aware so I you know how many times I have to bleep like bleep in my head to go wipe that word out wipe this <laughs> word out wipe yeah. that. <laughs> okay so you're Italian if it was an Italian cop would you go racist <laughs> the Italian cop because I would just go full racist no. I'll be so belligerent no I'd just be like hey I'm gonna I'd... ruin your day no you know why because I've learned be- because of my white dad my white dad has listen my dad has gone into depositions when you know the judge is telling him he's supposed to dress up he wears a fucking t-shirt that's tuxedo like he was just like fuck all y'all you turn to because of something happened that, to him with his business partner, which was not his fault. So he was just like, fuck all you. You're suing me for a million dollars, this and that. You know, I could kiss your ass. So, but I've learned that my dad didn't get as far <laughs> with that attitude. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, my dad, he's smart though. He'll tell me things now, like what to do. I Like when I got my car accident, he's like, get an attorney. You definitely need to get an attorney. And I'm glad I did. But like- that kind of attitude, I don't, nah. Dude, no, see, you're, you're too whatever. I would get all the homeless people and get them to, like, do junk in the fucking parking lot and just OD there. I'm like, look at this Hearst place, all these OD homeless people. No, I just, I would just sue the fuck out of them. I want every dollar, every dollar. I, I don't want them to even have any reason to not give me my goddamn money. I mean, seriously, I'm not, I'm not missing out on money, dude. Give me two G's. I'm calling that cop up. Two G's. That's nothing, dude. That's nothing. You could get more than two G's because you got to pay for your lawyers. You got to pay for your expansion. You got to pay to bond out. This coming out of all of it. I'm I'm saying when it was all said and done, I'm going to get two G's out of it. No, you better not. You'd need more than two G's. I'm going to be wild. I'm going to be a wild boy. You need more than two G's. I'm going to Hearst. I'm calling every single day. I'm showing up. Like, I want to, uh. Want to get? Yeah, I'm gonna adopt the kid to go bully their kids at school. So, so let me ask you something: Are you ever afraid, like, okay, about these repercussions in the yeah. afterlife or anything? Do you believe? Like, what I'm saying is, do you believe in karma? No, dude, no. You don't believe in karma at no. all. So, so what about paranormal stuff? No, dude, I don't even. I, no, this is a thing. I I, mean, I told you this one time, but yeah, because I asked you about it, I want you to talk about it on camera. <laughs> goes, but this is one time I got super drunk. And I was uh, hanging out with some friends and went back to sleep. And so this is a long night of drinking and stuff. And um, it was this thing where you drink and you forget where you're sleeping or where you're at. Right. So I woke up. I didn't know my surroundings. And I had one of my friends who was in the shadows walking towards the 
uh, her bed was next to mine. And for a split second there, it was kind of strange where I saw this person and I was like, oh, wait a minute, who is this? And it was a figure all dressed in white. And I was like, what? Ghost? And I was going to scream. And in a split second between me getting ready to scream, my brain was like, ghosts don't exist. That's a person. And I was like, oh, yeah, ghosts don't exist. And I was like, oh, yeah, I don't believe in ghosts. But I also told you this before, because I know you believe in ghosts. One of my biggest fears is being inside one of those um, television shows where it's like, what would you do but for paranormal activity? So you go to a house, you think it's a job interview, turns out it's a cult, and they shit starts shaking and moving, and you're like, wait, I know this isn't real, but why would people lie to me about this being a cult? Why why, why would I drive out here four times on my way? Why would they have, you know, a fucking hitting cameras? So you start freaking out and you start running away and then someone says, it's a show, it's a show. <laughs> and I bet you that's how so many people die. They think to themselves like, oh, they're fucking with me. This is a real murderer. And they get stabbed. And like, no, that was real. That's true though. Like I, I think about that too when I watch those reality prank ones, you know, like I, I sometimes I can't watch them because they get me pissed because what do you do? Like there was one Latin girl on that show though. She had the same thing as me. She was about to fight people to get out of that house. And I would have too. I would have just fucking fist pot. I would have been like, get the fuck off me. <laughs> like, I just would have just fucking juked everybody and just like fucking elbow slammed them right in the throat to get the fuck out of those houses, dude. I, the fact that some people just curl up, I would be fighting. Like, my action is, I'm like a first responder, dude. I don't just fucking cower. I'm like, move, grab something, a weapon. Like, I don't, uh uh-uh, I'm too, PTSD has made me stronger. What if that was Alec Baldwin's uh, response that he kicked that lady? He was like, I thought it was serious. I thought she was actually West, I thought it was actually Wild Wild West and he shot her. Oh my God. I I don't know about Alec Baldwin, dude. I don't know. Did you ever hear him talk about that? Like he he no. doesn't sound that sorry. Like I mean, it was an accident, right? Yeah, supposedly. I mean, I'm just saying, like, but he doesn't want to take any responsibility because of, of legality not. issues, you know. But I was just like, well, then what's the point of going online, like talking about it? Because people are looking for you to say you're sorry, but you're when you go, I'm sorry, but it wasn't my fault. Then it just like yeah, but no, it will be like if your car, you knew your car was like a little weird. You're like, I'm taking it in. And you go to drive it one day and it goes on a hill and it hits a person and they die. And you're like, oh, fuck, I'm so sorry. And you, someone tells you, oh, your car was faulty. And in your mind, you're like to yourself like, oh, I know I should take this car in, but it was faulty. And I think it's one of those things you gotta associate are you going to beat yourself up because you thought like, oh, I can wait a couple of days to go. Right, but would you be charged with manslaughter or not oh you, you would you would really? is what it, yes because uh there was a case recently that that truck driver got 101 years or something 110 years well they commuted it to 30 or something like that or something which they're still going to appeal but it was the same issue he couldn't stop his truck and ended up killing four people How it was is, slightly different no that's exactly what happened he couldn't stop his truck and he was going like 80 miles per hour, but there was nothing he could do. He did try to, there was witnesses that said he tried to swerve off, but there was already enough people in it. But I want to get back to the paranormal stuff, but that guy got charged, okay? I, and Baldwin probably should, but he's too rich. But this paranormal stuff, why don't you believe in it? Like, what is your... Have you ever met a ghost? Like, I actually didn't a ghost. Have you had anything? I've never, it's never happened to me. Well, I wouldn't say I've met a ghost, but I've had some weird shit happen to me. Like, I definitely had some weird stuff. I've seen ghosts. But I didn't realize it was a ghost when I saw it. 
So like I was walking down, you know, the fort by St. Augustine and I was kind of new to the area and I was meeting up locals who've lived there. And I'm, I call, I was, I had a razor. So I had a flip phone. It was that long ago. And I was like, yo, I was like, I thought people weren't supposed to be on the fort this late. The, the actors look like they're still there. And she goes, she starts laughing. She goes, what are you talking about? Nobody's allowed on the fort. I look back all what I thought were character actors had disappeared. And there's at least like at least 10 to 15 of these people on the outside of the fort. And I can't tell you what I saw, whether it was a wrinkle in time, like, you know, that. But I know what I saw. They look like solid ass fucking people. And then I've had other weird experiences, um, but mostly like the one thing that people would call sleep paralysis. I had something holding me down. And it felt like it was breathing on me <laughs> and I couldn't move except my eyes. And then I remember to pray like I was like praying and I heard this deep, soulful voice. Mm. And that's why I think I love black people so much. Oh, no. <laughs> no, but I heard who I thought is my who I think is my guardian angel or whoever. But he said, force, force. That's all he repeated. And I heard this. This is not me, you know, just being crazy. You would think it's me being crazy, but. So I imagined, I thought he meant like forced light out of me. Like, so I enveloped myself in a light and I could move again. And you would think I'd still be scared or something like after this thing. I just went to sleep. Like I felt warm inside and fell asleep like nothing. Okay. It was weird, but I do think like, I also had a weird dream that I had a whole black family. Hell yeah. But I don't know if that was like a past life thing. Some people say that's like past life stuff, but like I knew all of them as my family, but I don't know them in this life. Like, but when I saw them, they were my family. Is that weird? No, I was pushing th that black family saying, dude, we had a dream that mom was white. And <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, I also had a dream. I was a dude fucking a woman. So like, in the moment I tried to get my dick in, I woke up and I was like, God damn, this must how it all feels for no, God's sake. Like, like, uh, was that the show called? Parent Swap? Wife Swap? What, yeah. Was, but yeah. it was you in the dream. <laughs> like, yes, what are you going to do? I got a wife swap. <laughs> It's a white swap. <laughs> no, but it was just funny, though. I, I do look back at all that and like, I'm like, I wonder, though, if that was. But I was practicing a lot of things like mindful meditation and things like that. So yeah, I've never I can say that never happened to me. You don't like think about past lives or anything like that or you just don't care. Uh, No, it's never. I don't think about that. It's a really it's an interesting concept. You know, everything connected. I think about kind of scientific level where. If you're gonna think about this as if uh, everything, everything, not everything, but if you put monkeys into like a room, give them a typewriter, eventually they come up with Shakespeare. I think you know, and also uh, Mark Twain's famous quote: "Everything original, all the original, th all the original thoughts were by Adam and Eve." I just think uh, not Adam and Steve. Is that what you mean? Right? No, Adam and Steve weren't there, dude. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they probably were. <laughs> They're like, what about me, bitch? Oh, I'm, I'm sure they listen. I don't. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, but just that kind of thought of like, we all have these parallel thinking. I don't, I don't think it's that. You know, the brain can only go so far with uh, the expansion. Of well, that's why you you practice it. That's why it has to become something more conscious than a subconscious thing. But we got a few minutes left. But I just want to know if you want to promote anything. I know you, and Mikey, are going to come up with something. Do you know the name of your podcast? I have no idea. Uh, look out for Mikey B. Mikey B and the Beat podcast coming soon. What about your Instagram? 
Oh yeah, this makes me a douche. This makes me a douche. Hell yeah, dude. It's a D-O-U-C-H-E. Yeah. Like a real, like a real song. Like a real douche. <laughs> like yeah. something you clean your insides with. Yes, yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, I know, but I appreciate you coming, Jamar. Thanks so much for sharing your time with us. And I know you'll be back, right? Hell yeah, dude. All right, man, I appreciate you. Well, thanks for tuning in to Los Rotos Podcast and uh, we'll see you guys later. Bye.